Good evening and welcome into a fortuitously timed Power Mizzou live here on Thursday night. I imagine we're going to have a pretty big crowd on hand. Comments, questions, whatever you got, put them in the uh, queue. We will get to them. About 15 minutes, Mizzou commit. Georgia State running back transfer Marcus Carroll is going to join the show. Technology, uh, you know, allowing. Uh, we, we never can make too many promises till they happen. The one promise I can make is that Gerard Hamilton is going to join the show because he was already here. Uh, there he is on your screen. Um, Gerard, just tell the people we had this scheduled before the events of the last 45 minutes. We just uh, just got a little bit lucky, I guess. I mean... Right at the buzzer. So, <laughs> like yeah. I said, right at right at the buzzer. So, I mean, I mean, what I, I told you this, I texted you this yesterday or last night. Like, what a month, and it's not even halfway through yet. We haven't even got to the game. The game almost is the least important thing of this month. I, I forgot Missouri was playing football. I, I mean, the season might as well be. This is a whole different season. This is portal mm -hmm. season. Mizzou, Ohio State. We will get to not on this show. Uh, we'll, we'll do it next week. We'll, we'll talk to some Ohio State people. Gerard is going to Dallas on uh, December 26th. We will have all kinds of content from Dallas. But, like, okay, I assume if you're on this show, you know. Four-star running back, top 250 kid, Kawan Lacey from Lancaster, Texas, committed to Missouri. Literally, I was told at 4 o'clock today, I, we were trying to find a live stream, and I was messaging somebody, and I said, hey, do we need to do we need to watch this? Uh, he's probably going to Old Miss. You don't really need to waste your time. And then at 544, uh, crystal balls and future casts and everything started coming in for Missouri. Guys, this literally flipped in the last two hours. Um, I I don't know. I mean, a little bit. I know what happened. Look, NIL exists. I'm sure that's a part of it, right? Let's not pretend it isn't. Uh, but we're trying to get a hold of Kawan Lacey tonight. Sean Williams is working on that while we were we are on the show. Uh, I haven't seen momentum like this in 21 years of doing it. So, Gerard, I know you haven't seen momentum like this in what 16 months of doing it. <laughs> nah, that's uh, that's crazy. Like, I remember seeing the text that said, you know, don't worry about it, and then. I was I was writing up a, a I got a couple articles coming for you guys the next couple of days so I was finishing that up and then I seen you tweet out that the show was coming out which I also forgot about and then <laughs> I seen I seen I seen that Lacey committed and I'm like and I look back at the messages I'm like whoa <laughs> that that was totally unexpected and uh, right before we got on um, before I hop on I guess uh, backstage or whatever it is. Uh, I was writing transfer portal needs and the rankings, you know, position by running back from where it was and put that down just a little bit lower than what it needs, uh, what it needed to be. So, I mean, they're, they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And, and Hey, we already up to 200 people on here. Do me a favor, like comment, share, subscribe, do all those things. Uh, it really does help. I don't know why I can't explain it to you, but it does help. Uh, more people see it when you guys do those things. So we appreciate it if you do those things, but, Let's talk about that. Running back was, I don't know if it was the number one need in the portal, no. but it, it was definitely up there. Um, so they they land Marcus Carroll, who we'll talk to in a few minutes. They get a commitment from Kiwan Lacey. Uh, Jamarian Burnett visited last weekend. I would expect a decision out of him sometime in the next six days. Uh, we, we really like Missouri's chances still. So that takes the room from two to five. Mizzou would not be opposed to another transfer, which would make it six. Like, this is what the portal is. It's you can fix a position in a week. Yeah. I mean, it's big time. And I forgot, uh, maybe it was like a month ago or something like that. But Drink, I remember he was on some SEC show and he was telling people, like, we're telling kids now that, you know, we can take you or we may not be able to take you. And so the benefit of, you know, the success they're having uh on the field and, and recruiting is you're starting to get some of those those prospects or those transfers that you uh weren't getting originally i mean uh, a little tidbit 
maybe I don't know if I just wrote this or maybe it's coming in one of the stories. I've been doing a lot, but a couple, you know, when Tyler Beatty had that special season, they got Cody Schrader, they got Nate Pete to follow up after that. And obviously, Cody Schrader, I mean, what a find that props to the coaching staff for finding him and you know helping him. But at the same time, they he was a walk. They did not expect him to be what he was. Um, now to replace Schrader, you got somebody like Marcus Carroll, who was only a couple spots down in the national, you know, rushing rankings. Look at stuff felt like that. You you're, you weren't getting that before. Now you can just kind of plug uh, plug and play uh, pieces. And and I mean, they, they're transfer visitors that are in town right now: Texas A&M, Florida. Um, you know, the Georgia Tech this weekend. Um, that got a Houston kid in got a commitment from a Clemson kid. Like these are, you know, these are, are proven power five football players that they're getting. And we, we've talked a lot. We talked a lot last year about why this season was so huge for Eli Drinkwitz, because for three years, like he has recruited at a level that we've never seen before NIL, before any of this, he landed classes that we've never seen at Missouri. And he did it all based on selling hope. And so we said, what would happen if he had something tangible to sell? And now he's got something tangible to sell. He's got 10 and two, number nine in the country, headed to the New Year's six and all this momentum. And, you know, again, plenty of NIL support. Like, I think we're starting to find out what if he has something to sell. Like, I think there's a chance this goes to a level above even what it's been. Absolutely. And something that just while he was talking, that's kind of clicked in my mind is with divisions going away next year in 2024 and Georgia and Alabama playing each other. I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I know it's not they still have to win the games and stuff like that. But Missouri's schedule at first glance looks pretty favorable. You add that with, you know, some of these other teams playing for each other. And now it's not you have to win the division. You just got to be one of the top two spots. I mean, you can you can really sell that now based off of this year. Um, as well. So they've got a lot of things that are just kind of like going in their favor on top of what they're doing already. I saw, let's talk about that for a couple minutes before Marcus jumps in uh, and, and we'll get back to more portal stuff and, and all that after we talk to him, but schedule reveal last night, I saw an interesting point on Twitter today. You actually might not want to make the sec championship game now, because if you finish third or fourth in the sec, you go 10 and two, you know, six and two in the league, 10 and two overall, you're going to be in the top 12, right? So maybe you just sit at home and let one of those teams lose. Like it's not the worst. It's harder to make the SEC title game than it is the 12 team playoff. And I know everybody wants to win a conference title, but I'm not sure how important it is. If you're in the SEC, like you don't have to be in that game to be in the playoffs. Uh, Very true. I'm not going to even knock that, but you know, this team, especially for a team, I mean, for a Missouri saying, you know, you even went to the SEC title game like they did, you know, nine, 10 years ago, big thing. So you're definitely trying to go for it. And that's another thing that you can add because, again, they're I know they're having a great momentum, but they're, they know they're on the come up. They're not necessarily, you know, Alabama, Texas, like, you know, guys with the money or the, you know, the blue blood reputation or whatever. So you still need to build on this. So oh, yeah. SEC championship or in a win, maybe that helps. Right. Yeah. And, and you're right. Look, Missouri would not like, you're not going to go tank a game. So you don't play in the SEC. No, no, no. I know. I know you were saying that, but yeah. I'm saying, but, but there like, it is legitimately tougher to make that game now than it is the playoffs. So the schedule reveal, I know you're, uh, I, I heard next year they're going to expand it to four hour show. So just, you got that to look forward to, you know, or, or just do it like, oh, it's going to be like the NFL draft. It's going to be a three night thing, right? Like they'll have oh, a non-conference schedule. Well, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I probably was done 30 or 40 minutes because they released it and then they spent the rest talking about it. So I was like, thank you. Know, that was cool. But, this could have been a tweet. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> they could have tweeted this, and it would have been cool. But no question, uh, Scott Fitz. Thanks for the super chat, man. We never asked for it. Always appreciate it. Um, and uh, look, if you want to make sure we see your comments, there's 300 people on here now. You want to make sure you see your comments. Toss a quarter or a buck or whatever on there, and and we will see them because they appear in a different color. And Scott brings up a good point. OU game going to be a banger next year. I actually just texted someone. 
the reaction from Oklahoma fans, if Missouri fields a team with Theo Weiss, Luther Burden, Williams Winery, Caden Green, uh, I mean, there will be some juice to that one. And and we will talk Caden Green and, and such a little bit later. But, Gerard, I, I was telling somebody earlier today, look, if you're in the SEC, you know you're playing good teams. You know the schedule. Nobody's going to say your schedule is easy. Other than trading Alabama for, like, Kentucky, I don't know how Missouri could have a much more favorable 2024 football schedule. No, it, it sets up right. Uh, if you look at the open weeks, uh, they've got one in between the Alabama and the Oklahoma game. And then I can't – where's the other one? It's earlier than that. Um, before it's it's, it's right before Vandy. It's before week five. Oh, it's before Vandy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah right. So it's uh, before, uh, before Vandy. So – I mean, yeah, text, I mean, Alabama, Oklahoma, when I look at the schedule, I instantly say 10 and 2, but that's not because, like, I just, you know me, when Chiefs games, I'm a little pessimistic, just a little bit, just just so I can save myself, but there is a, they can very, very well win uh, 11, and 12 is not off the table to me, but yeah. I'll just say, you know, 10 or 11 right now. Because I think most people would look at that schedule and say 10 and 2 or 11 and 1. Look, you always account for, you know, a game that you just kind of really don't expect maybe coming up and by because because most teams lose a game that you don't think they're going to lose going into the season. So, you know, but even if that happens, like I, I can't see I, like the floor on that schedule is nine and three maybe eight and four, but, Whoa. and it just comes at a perfect time with, you got a returning quarterback. You got all this, this transfer momentum. You got Luther coming back. I promise they're going to drive a Heisman campaign for him. And guys, before we go any further, um, we, we do have our guest is backstage. Now we're going to bring a uh, recent Mizzou commit Marcus Carroll onto the screen. And Marcus, first off, man, thanks for joining us. Do want to, uh, want to just let you know we're live on YouTube. So like, I don't care what you say, but just know it is going out on YouTube. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing today? What's going Not on, bad, man. man. Appreciate you taking some time. And and Missouri fans, everybody watching, we got 300 people on here. I know you guys all know who this guy is, but committed to Mizzou just, uh, I guess it was Monday morning after an official visit, uh, transferred from Georgia State. And just first off, Marcus, kind of to, to everybody watching, I mean, anything you want to say to Mizzou fans and, and kind of tell them why, you picked their school to uh, to play your last year at? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, just going into my last year, um, just making that decision as far as what I'm going to do um, going my last year. And uh, I made, like I said, I made that, uh, I probably said earlier, I made that a business decision as far as what program is going to, you know, what type of culture I want to be around. Um, I, of course, I want to win championships, uh, you know, and just the, you know, overall, you know, how, how the team is and stuff like that. And, um, uh, Coach Loop, uh, I got a great relationship with Coach Loop, man. I mean, guys, man, uh, he, he's good people, man. Uh, I was just with him earlier today. We went to uh, lunch in uh, Spondivi, so we was chatting up and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, Coach Loop, uh, Coach Drink, and what they're doing with the program Zoom, man, is unbelievable. Man. I just couldn't pass up on that opportunity. You know, it's, it's, it's a great it's a great opportunity. I went down there, um, the culture, uh, the, the guys on the team, we bonded well. Um, the scheme that outside on man, I mean, I, I fell in love with him. I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't have to go on no other visits. I knew exactly what I wanted to do for my last year, definitely. Marcus, I mean, there's been a lot about uh, Cody Schrader. He, he's been everywhere nationally and stuff like that. Um, how much has Kirby Moore and, and Coach Looper kind of talked about, you know, you kind of taking over that spot and, you know, being able to do that? Because you yourself was in the top 10 in, in rushing. So what do you see yourself doing in, in this offense? Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, we was talking about um the outside zone scheme, and I love it. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with the zone that that George they did a little inside zone, a little pin pull that they do in Missouri too here. Um, and then yeah, he was just saying I could fit in. I mean, and just show all, all levels of talents of my game. You know, it's things that you know probably you haven't seen before. You know what I'm saying? And just be versatile with it. And yeah, so I mean, we, we had a great conversation, at Coach Luke and Coach. So. Marcus, we want we want to give fans kind of a, a chance to get to know your story over the last few years. So tell us out of high school, like uh, you know, how you ended up at Georgia State, what what recruiting was like for you out of high school. Oh yeah. So um I, I went to uh Hateville Charter, us uh, a little two A school here in um in Georgia. We wasn't um 
when I first got there, I think the program was open for about seven years. So the football player, uh, football program was uh, new and stuff like that. So, um, but it was just the culture there at, at high school. I mean, man, we was able to, uh, make it to the playoffs my last three years. I was able to win a state championship my sophomore year. I mean, I, the culture was amazing. Um, and then um, I probably didn't start receiving offers until I want to say the end of my junior year. Uh, I picked up Coastal. Um, Coastal was one of, one of my favorites. Uh, Georgia State was obviously in the mid Southern. A lot of Sunbelt schools, uh, Power Five schools, I want to say Maryland, a little bit of Michigan at the end of it. Um, but Maryland was for sure, USF stuff. But um, yeah, and I, and I chose to go to Georgia State um, simply because uh, it, was, it was a chance to do something that, that has never been done at Georgia State. Like Georgia State was a newer program and just became FBS. And I, I just seen an opportunity to do something that, like I said, never been done before. You know, wasn't I think when I got there, the most wins we ever had was eight wins. So, you know, just being a part of something that isn't going to always be remembered in time. Like you look up in the books, you know, you'll see like, oh, this is the team that, you know, that that wants the first Sun Belt and all that stuff. And I, and I bought into that goal. And um, Coach Elliott is a great coach, head coach, and Coach McKnight, man. And I, I loved him and for developing me the way I am now. But, uh, yeah, I, I um, went to Georgia State, though. Um, I really didn't play much my freshman and sophomore year. It was more special teams, but we had some backs. Um, Trey Barnett was, I was believe, the leading rusher there, and uh, Destin Coates, uh, Tucker Gray. I mean, man, it, it, it was a loaded backfield, and so I started getting a little bit of playtime around my junior year at the end, um, and that's I was able to start my uh, towards the end. Uh, I guess Southern that Southern Miss game had a good game and stuff like that, and then um, you know coming to my senior year, you know the year I just had, um, I was able to start, and I'm blessed, and um, coach put me in a great position and stuff like that, and uh, I was grateful that, and then you know. Um, Basically, uh, going into my last year, I just wanted to put myself in in a position that you know can ultimately be around a program that that's gonna help me. Well, I can get to next level from anywhere, but just you know being around a program that's gonna maximize my talents and stuff like that, and obviously be able to compete for a championship and stuff like that. So, a big bonuses on on that too. Marcus, when when during this, uh, I guess this new re recruiting process, uh, who were some of the Tigers that you know some of the players on the team that you know? Kind of, you got to chat with a little bit and kind of get to know them, and then them kind of inform you what Missouri's like, Missouri is like, and what their, you know, what their plans are. Uh, yeah. So I got to speak a little bit with Cody a little bit. I was able to come in the meeting room and stuff like that. And I mean, talking to him alone is going to tell you a lot about the coach and what he stands for. I mean, yes, he. Cody's an incredible player, a credible person. Um, and then uh, Relish George, uh, he was actually we actually played Relish George to D lineman and uh. In Hateville, we played him. He, he played for Pace at the time, so I actually got to play against him my sophomore year. So, um, yeah, he knows a lot of people I know and stuff like that. And just telling me about the team and the culture and and the, the momentum that's just going in as far as you know playing with a chip on your shoulder and stuff like that. And man, I, 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 I that's exactly who I want to be around a culture that that's you know still hungry, still you know trying to be you know make history, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to invite the, the people watching. If you got questions that, that you want us to ask, Marcus, put them in the comments section and, and we'll try to get to some of your questions as well. But, um, it, Marcus, were, were you a guy? Uh, this whole transfer thing has just kind of happened in the last two or three years where it's a free transfer and different people have all kinds of different opinions on it. But I mean, it exists for a kid like you who has proven himself. At, at one level and, and maybe wants to take a shot. And this is no offense to the Sunbelt or Georgia State because no, it's definitely. a hell of a league, mm -hmm. but this is a little bit different level. So just it, what have been your thoughts the last couple of years being able to see guys kind of take advantage of this and, and it providing you an opportunity that honestly, five years ago, if you're in college football, you wouldn't have had. Yeah, I mean, man, it, 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 is, it is crazy. I mean, it's hectic. I mean, you got guys leaving the year this year and this year. but I mean I, it definitely has its pros and cons and stuff like that and just like you said playing next level you know Sunbelt's a great conference Sunbelt's a great conference competitive conference I mean every team up and down man but when you talk about uh SEC <laughs> and you know you're going against first rounders like uh, he's the first round he's the first round he's the first round I mean that that's stuff like that's gonna make you better it's gonna improve your stock and it's ultimately gonna help the longevity of your career so you know Marcus, how was your recruitment, I guess, this time around compared to coming out of high school? Besides the teams, obviously, how was it different as far as your mindset as, as far as what you wanted to do and what you were looking in for, looking in not for just the football team, but a school as well? 
Oh yeah, I mean this time around it was definitely a lot. I, it was it was still kind of crazy hectic, but uh, I, I, it's it wasn't it wasn't as bad because like you said, um, mindset of going into you know my last year, I, I know what I'm looking for in the team. I I, I don't play college ball. I understand college ball. I can look. I can do deeper dives on certain programs. Where would I best fit at and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a more uh, strategic way uh, going in this way uh, this time around in the transfer portal. So, whether it the first time when I went in, you know, it was kind of like uh, I'm new to this. My family's new to this and stuff like that, you know. But this time around, you definitely know exactly what you're getting into and, and what you're looking for. Marcus, I was just looking back at, at Georgia State's schedules over the last few years. And, like, you've played at LSU. You've played in North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Auburn. So so some of these places aren't necessarily going to be new to you. I don't know if you if you really looked at, at the schedule uh, that Missouri has next year. But is there <laughs> is there a place or a school in the SEC that, that you're really looking forward to that, uh, um, that you get that chance next year? Um, Definitely. I mean, I know it's uh, – the two away games, that's that's gonna be crazy. Uh it's definitely gonna be the A and M and the Alabama game. I mean, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a a, a rocking crowd and stuff like that. And I mean that that's what I love about football. That comes with it, you know, whether you're at home and the crowd's cheering for you away or you know, you you gotta tune out the crowd, uh, you know, size the crowd sometimes. You know, that that's part of college football. That's what you know, it's part of the game. So but I'm definitely looking forward to it though. <laughs> Kind of yeah. a follow-up to that. Any disappointment that uh look, Ben, you're a Georgia kid. You grew up in Georgia it's the first time. I was not my question. Not playing Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I seen it. I was like, oh man, they're not playing Georgia this year, but it's all good. I mean, Alabama, <laughs> Georgia, whatever you want to. I'll be ready for them, definitely. Uh right, Gabe, you stole my last question. I was about to ask the same thing as far as uh, you know, the playing Georgia, but uh stick to me. Yeah, I I didn't mean to jump in there, but um. So, Marcus, I want to jump through some of some of the fans are are kind of asking. Uh, they want to know uh, what what do you think your greatest strength as a running back is? Um, greatest strength as a running back, um, I probably would want to say my vision and experience. Um, I try to like. I really don't really like to say, you know, this is what's good, this was good, because really, you know, I, nobody's 100%. So I'm, all my all-around game, I could I always not be that fast or I always think I could, you know, have more agility or more power and stuff like that. Not saying I don't have it, but, you know, I could always enhance that area of my game. But if I had to choose, I probably my probably my, my vision and experience maybe is, is probably, you know, a little bit more, you know, on the higher side. But, you know, I, I can always improve on anything in my game, so. Another question, uh, and and I know the first part of this, you're arriving on campus in, in January with one year of eligibility left, but what what are the next three weeks like for you? Like, what all do you have to get done, and do you get to take a break and celebrate Christmas with your family, or what? Uh, yeah, so these next three weeks is basically, um, well, actually, I'm finna, uh, I already started training a little bit, because, you know, when I get there, we'll probably be doing conditioning, and, you know, I, they're going to be in the ground running, I need to be right there with them so you know i'm doing a, a lot of training right now um as far as packing and stuff it's not really as bad i already uh, got a little plan put in place you know and stuff like that but um uh yeah i still have time to spend with my family and stuff like that i think i report january 12th or the 14th or something like that so you know i got about a, almost a month to change but I, i'm a i'm a hit of the, the sticks though all right, last thing, we got some people asking, uh, you know, about Columbia places, what you got to, did you get to go to any restaurants on your visit or anything? So I know the best part about those visits is the food they get. So, <laughs> so what was the highlight, man? What, what they, oh, what man, they I mean, the food was amazing from steaks to crabs to macaroni. <laughs> oh, they had them. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, if I did have to pick one restaurant, it's probably Buzz Barbecue. That, uh, okay. I think I had a smash burger or something. Oh. Yeah, that that was tough. I that was a good burger. <laughs> oh, he thinking he he know where he coming back to. He know oh, where he's de- going. Oh, back definitely, to. definitely. <laughs> but well, Marcus, really appreciate it, man. Uh, taking time out of your schedule. I, I know you're busy, but Missouri fans really excited about hearing from you and and just curious. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw the news just in the last hour. Missouri went out and and got a top two fifty freshman running back. Like you gotta be excited about where that room's going. Oh yeah, RBU. We've changed the culture definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, Marcus, have a good one, man. We look forward to uh, seeing you in person up here next semester and getting to know you. All right. Thanks for having me. I'll see you all soon. Appreciate you, man. All right.
have a good one. That is new Mizzou running back Marcus Carroll joining the show. And uh, look, I, I think, you know, the best thing about having a 22 year old on a show instead of an 18 year old, like let's talk to the media. He's done some, he's done some interviews, like a, a really good kid who, who clearly can, can speak and all that. And uh, look, I, I think it's worth saying again, everybody who thinks that the transfer portal is terrible and all that, like, He's getting a chance he's wanted his whole life that he wouldn't have without this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, it, yeah, it's it's very cool to see, you know, players who who put on at those bigger programs and, you know, possibly have that chance to, you know, put a little, little bigger light on their names because obviously every just about every college kid wants to go to the NFL. So to go to a program and do that and it's definitely probably expected to, to start. So to be able to kind of make that move that's that's cool for for every kid who gets to do that so absolutely so Gerard I know uh you look I, I'm not going to pretend to to have, have watched Georgia State or, or studied up or anything but like I think Marcus is a guy there look he's a graduate student he's expected to compete for the starting job here I'm not saying he's going to get 80 percent of the carries like Cody Schrader did but this is a smaller school but they're bringing him in to be running back one next year I think for sure. Uh, just another tidbit into the uh, so ranking, the, the transfer portal article that's going to come out in the morning. Um, basically, I wrote, you know, he's very similar to Cody Schrader uh, physically in size. They're, what separates them is probably like five pounds. I think they're their same height, about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, um, vision. He does have vision j- just like Cody uh, inside, outside zone. He does very well. Um, you can't arm tackle him. You you know, his low, his center of gravity is very low. So he's bouncing off of guys. If you're not tackling him, you know, in, in the, you know, the uh, subplexes, the truck, you know, torso or whatever, he's going to bounce off of you. Um, probably not necessarily like a, a, a burner, but he can go. He, he's got acceleration. If you give him too much room, he can, you know, he can make that move. Um, he can make, you know, people miss at times. Also another similarity, him and Cody Schrader, you know, receiving wise. Uh, I think he had one more reception for like maybe 15 or 20 less yards than Cody. So they're pretty similar. He has, you know, he's a capable uh, receiver out of the backfield. So, um, yeah, he's somebody they expect to kind of, again, take what Cody did and kind of do that. And, yeah, you can't ask somebody to be a consensus All-American. But considering he was seventh in the nation in rushing um, and, you know, he's got that experience stuff, you do expect, you know, maybe 80 percent, you know, you know, 80 to 90 percent of that maybe. Uh, he can bring that next year. And it, look, a big part of that is the line he's going to be behind. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I just he mentioned something. You know, he wanted to go to Georgia State among the offers he had because he he wanted to be part of of, of getting something going. Georgia State became a an FBS program in 2013. They went 0 and 12, 1 and 11, 6 and 7, 3 and 9. So they were 10 and 39 in their first four years. Fired head coach Trent Miles. 2017, they go seven and five. Then 2018, two and ten. 2019, seven and six. When Marcus signed, then six and four, eight and five, four and eight, six and six. They've gone to four bowl games in the last five years. So, like, that's a program that look he's he's going to be part of, kind of getting that thing going and, and putting them on the map. And and Sun Belt really is a good league. I mean, hell, the head coach that everybody like, here wants to sign to a lifetime contract to build a statue of right now. He came from the Sun Belt. Absolutely. So. uh yeah, that's cool. You know, obviously, uh, positive. I mean, these kids, when they, of course, when you go to the transfer, when you go through the transfer portal and you get to go to the school that, you know, you want to go to, um, you're going to be happy. But when you kind of explain, you know, Georgia State and, you know, them being relatively new, I mean, you're talking about going from six and six and them being over the moon to make a bowl game to now we're talking about he's coming into a situation where he's going to be RB1. They're talking about the playoff. You know, things like that. He can boost his draft stock, all those type of things. So um, you kind of heard it already. He's already training. And I wouldn't expect nothing different if he was going to another school. But you see, he's already kind of ahead of the program on the time. Basically, he doesn't have to, and he's doing it. So um, he, he knows what the opportunity is. Want, want to throw this up there, Dustin. Appreciate the super chat. Didn't see your question until after Marcus let go. Luckily, we had uh, asked. It says best restroom in Columbia for eating a meal, and I'm going to assume it meant to be restaurant. But uh, I I do appreciate the question. He did answer it. It's barbecue. Um, but uh, appreciate that. So um, so look, he, he, you talked about it. Uh, look, the goal for this team next year is the playoffs. There, there's no question. That. That's the goal. And so 
the next three weeks are going to go a long way toward determining how, how not how likely that is, but how many people are going to pick them to do it in the transfer portal. So we were talking offensive line, uh, and that's going to be the key. Because, look, no offense to Cody Schrader. He's a hell of a back, had a great year. I'm sure he would also say the biggest reason he did was the five dudes in front of him. If you would have asked me three weeks ago, what's the biggest hole Missouri has to fill on this team? I would have said Javon Foster. Left tackle, All-American, going to be an NFL draft pick, and we don't know who's going there. The potential answer hit the portal this afternoon, and I have to say potential because this is not, from anything I've heard, a done deal. Caden Green uh, signed with Oklahoma last December. Uh, out of Lee Summit North, took an official visit to Missouri in the summer. Missouri really made a push, but Caden ended up signing with Oklahoma, played 568 snaps at left guard, did not give up a sack, gave up, I think, 12 pressures and one quarterback hit all year. He's a monstrous human being, number 61 player in the class last year. Shocked the world by saying he was going into the portal. I think it was on Monday afternoon, might have been Tuesday, officially in the portal about uh, about 5 o'clock this evening. Um, I don't know what your transfer rankings or positions of need or anything were before that happened, but he at the top of it now. Oh uh, yeah, I mean they've got to they well they've got to replace that left side basically Delgado. Um, he he's run out of eligibility and he definitely stepped it up uh, uh this year. That's how that that inside zone and you know some of that outside zone stuff was working because you know. He, he definitely stepped up. Uh, Tolleson stepped up. Um, so from center to the right side, they're pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, you can get a Caden Green on there. And, and think about this. Think about this. So you got Mimbo at right tackle. You put Green, you know, guard, left tackle, whatever they're going to do. Um, and then you bring in Williams <laughs> when Nary. So all oh, look at look at that, you know, that little uh, Lee Summit North, you know, contingent in the trenches that you got there. I mean, and we're talking about some – physically imposing dudes, some big dudes in there, um, that's good. I mean, that's great. And for this offense to continue to do what it needs to do, they're going to have – the line has to be solid. Without that, your Brady Cook can't have the year. Luther can't have the year. Schrader and I guess now Carroll and, and you know, Roberts, Lacey, whatever, they can't have a, you know, great year. So they definitely got to get that uh, O-line situated. Yeah, and Connor says, would you agree the left side of the offensive line, the interior, the defensive line are the two most important positions? Defensive tackle, the other the other thing at the top of the list, do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm not they've got go running back and corner mostly. Yeah. Um, Y'all trying to expose my, my story before, <laughs> before <laughs> it comes out. But, um, yeah, def defensive tackle definitely uh, wouldn't hurt to, uh, you know, get another end in there maybe, although you – you know, Williams, Williams coming in there. I, I think they're chasing. I think they're definitely chasing. Yeah, but when I'm saying as far as like a defensive end, if if I don't know, I guess the world wouldn't completely end if they didn't get it. But they're probably they probably need an end. Definitely need a couple of defensive tackles. Um, that would be yeah, that would be at the pretty high up on the list. Need a linebacker. Um, linebacker. Look. A lot of guys have, have left, are leaving, whatever. And and I think Chuck Hicks and, and Tristan Newsom are capable starters, but you need right. more than that. Yeah, you need a, a third guy um, that you can, you know, either rotate with them. Um, at, and I'm saying that at, at worst. If you can find somebody who – and those guys played well. But if you can find somebody who can replace either one of those and have one of them be the third guy, I mean, that works too. Yeah, and uh, they, they got a kid, uh, Corey Flagg from Miami – Forget if he's one of the guys that the visit starts today or if it starts Saturday. It, 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 every day in my life right now runs together, and I, I don't know. Um, he's either here now or he's going to be here on Saturday. But he's a linebacker from Miami. Blake Baker coached and recruited him. Um, there's another kid in the portal, DJ Lundy from Florida State, just hit the portal today. Um, and I checked with somebody, and, and and I think Missouri will take a look. Um, but Flag's here. If they can get Flag, I think that's your guy because uh, they've been on him since since he entered the portal day one, really. But linebacker, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, pass rusher. Cornerback's interesting because they already got Toriano Pride. You, got, you know you've got uh, 
Drayden Norwood coming back. You know you got Marcus Clark coming back. You got some young guys. They could add another corner, right. but I don't know that they need to. Yeah, um, we do. You know, as and I expect KD and Ennis to to declare for the draft. They've already you know entered or they've already accepted their invites to the Senior Bowl. If for whatever reason one of them decides to stay, we don't know. But if they do, you don't need to go in the portal to be honest. But um, if, if both of them leave, yeah, you could grab one. Um, I'd say it wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world if they didn't, though. Like you could be okay with having pride, but I'd probably take another one. Just, you know, you don't know what you can find. Yeah. Uh, you got to get this comment up. Uh, Jared is, is giving your barber five stars. Your haircut has, has received many, many compliments. Tonight. It, Thank Mine you. has received none, which is shocking, you know, but appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so uh, let me, let me see. There was a question. I meant to get here. Okay. Uh, Zoo Time is asking if Mevis is declaring. We fully expect Harrison Mevis is gone. Like he talked toward the end of the season. Yeah. Like, he he's, he seemed like uh, he knew it was about time yeah. to go. And, and uh, I think he should. Uh, he, he bounced back because in the middle of the season, I was like, uh, not even if his season kept being inconsistent, he's still an NFL kicker, regardless of that to me. But like, I just feel like his stock, you know, he kind of, rebounded it and finished the season out uh, pretty strong. So, yeah, I think he's gone. So let's talk about the rest of the guys. Look, Tyron Hopper, no expectation he's coming back. Um, right. Ennis Rakestraw, I don't really think there's any expectation he's coming back. Right. Chris Abrams-Drain, most people think, is is going to go. I, I would put him as more likely to come back as in it than Ennis, but still not something that you can really count on. Correct. So I think the guys that are in limbo here are Theo Weiss, Joseph Chris, Charleston, Christian Williams, Christian Williams, who we fully expect back. Uh, yeah, but we don't, we don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So so I'm kind of counting him in the in the in the definitely going to be back category. Oh, J.C. Carlisle is another guy. Like I've checked, yeah. nobody expects him to come back. Um. So so you're looking at Weiss. You're looking at Charleston. Um, and then, you know, you're looking at the surprise thing, like, does Mookie Cooper want to spend his last year somewhere he can catch the ball a little bit more? I, I'm not saying that that happens. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there as an example of, look, a week ago, nobody at Oklahoma would have said Caden Green's entering the portal, right? This stuff's wild. Exactly. Weird stuff can happen. Right. So, um, but I mean, they're in, they're in really good shape. And you see the transfer portal, when you do well, you see how, like when your team does well during the season, you go 10 and 2. I mean, I wrote this same article a year ago. I had nine, nine things. And now not everything is obviously at the top, but now I got like four or five things where I'm like, you just need this here, you need this there, and you know you're good. <clears throat> um who are we thinking replaces Xavier Delgado at left guard? I don't think they'll go – well, they could go portal for left guard. They got a kid in, in town from Texas A&M right now named Remington Strickland, um, who is an interior lineman, 6'4", 300, I think, played left guard and center a little bit for A&M. Uh, so they could bring him in. I don't think that's necessarily an automatic plug-and-play starter. Tristan Wilson's a guy whose name we've heard some. Logan Reichert is a guy who I, I think you would expect to – be on the field in the, in the next year or two. You'd hope so. I mean, he was yeah. one of the. I mean, next year, hopefully, but if you bring in a transfer, if you've right, got right. this really deep team that's chasing the playoff, maybe that, that pushes that back one year. Right. Um, Caden Green, now we you said it earlier, most of his snaps uh, came at left guard, actually. So if he. Was, I think he wants to be a tackle and is a tackle if he comes here. Oh. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. Gabe, you're the mastermind. <laughs> you know, you know. Okay, yeah. But uh, so, so given those options, I mean, I, I, I guess I'd lean toward Tristan Wilson or a transfer right now. I, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm going portal. Yep. I mean, um, just because when you think portal, and we like think portal, how we think free agency, and 
when you think that, you think this guy can help this team go just this much closer to where we want to be. They're, if this is the playoff and they're right here, you think, all right, I plug and play with those players. Now, obviously, if somebody has a phenomenal spring, um, you know, you give them that chance. But right now I'm thinking get those guys in now. And this offseason to me is – the comparison I've made, and look, there are plenty of comparisons you can make. I make the ones I know. So the comparison I've made is in 2015, the the Royals went out and sold everything for Johnny Cueto and Ben Zobris because they were saying, this is our shot. We're going to go take our shot at this. This is Missouri's shot. I'm not saying they can't get back there. I'm not saying they can't maintain this. But this year, you look at the schedule. You look at the quarterback coming back. You look at Luther Burden. You look at Christian Williams returning. You look at what they've got. This is a year that you can go chase this thing. You do. So if that means in a normal year, you might say, yeah, Tristan Wilson, Logan Riker, we'll throw you out there and let you compete for the job. Well, maybe if you can get a guy that's a little more experienced, this is the year you say, we're just going to do it, man. We, we got to chase it now because the truth is even in a 12 team playoff, like there is no guarantee these opportunities come around that often. Absolutely. And taking a guy now, even if it, I, to be honest, it's not really a lose-lose to the situation. I mean, there is a small thing, you know, maybe a guy like Riker. I'm not saying now. I'm just saying, like, he already developed this year. If he misses out on, you know, playing next year, you know, to transport and all that stuff. But let's say you bring in some guy – you bring in another guard or whatever. They go put, compete in spring ball and stuff like that, and Riker is – he beats him out. Now you've got, you've got that and you've got, you know, a veteran presence behind him. I mean – you want the best talent on the team. So if you can fill the roster full of that, then there you go. All right, guys, this, this is the kind of stuff you're only going to get here on our live show. Um, I got a buddy who does some NFL draft stuff. Um, just sent me this text. He has no idea I'm reading this text on the show, but I don't care. I won't say his name. Uh, I hate highlight tapes, but this late C kid looks like Alvin effing Kamara. That's the text I just got from a guy that covers the NFL draft for a living. So I, um, before we got on, I haven't home, watched it. I don't know. Oh man, I was watching this. I was watching this huddle, and even I was just like, oh. "His first, his first play is, is like he's taking the ball up the gut. He looks like he's getting stopped immediate, immediately at the line. He breaks like three or four guys. Spins off, goes around. Uh, it, same thing happens again, and then he breaks it for like another thirty yards. Um, him, I noticed." Uh, Missouri's going for that bigger back type of thing. So Roberts, what is he? 5'10, 5'11, 200. Lacey's six foot, 200 pounds. Um, he's really quick. He has good vision. Um, he can not only can he shed tacklers, um, and you're not going to get him with, you know, arm string, you know, or shoelace tackles, arm tackles, all of that. He's got moves like an open space. He's got moves. So they're, they're getting a, if he pans out like a highlight tape, I mean, that's a, that's a great weapon. Yeah. Uh, Big Tiki says bring Toriano Pride on for a guest. I, I gave it a shot last night, guys. I texted both Marcus and Toriano. Uh, Marcus said he could do it. Didn't hear back from Toriano. We'll, we'll take a shot, uh, see if we can get him next week. I, I don't think Toriano's done any interviews uh, other than than one he did with his high school coach. Um, you know, so we'll take a shot, uh, but, but no promises. A lot of these guys just want to get somewhere and play ball, and, and they maybe don't want to do this. Uh, so let's see. Okay. Timmy, uh, Walters appreciate the, uh, super chat here. All the Mizzou momentum is exciting, but I'm starting to be, I'm starting to become attracted to my wife's father. Gerard, any thoughts? I mean, look, I said, if you put a super chat, we'll put that, put it on the screen. So <laughs> we put it on the screen. Oh, the, uh, man. Uh, Timmy, thanks. Thanks for the six. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. You got to get that. That just seems like an effort to get on the show. Maybe, maybe. Although there is a, a lot of other things to get on. <laughs> that gave me a laugh, though. I appreciate that one. Yeah, this is this is a judgment-free zone, Timmy. All Mizzou fans are real happy right now, so you're good. Uh, Greg Palermo's wanting to know Jamal Roberts' status. Look, I, I don't think, like, I understand the, the downside of the portal is immediately people start saying, well, what about these guys? Are they going to stick around? Jamal Roberts does not strike me. And again, anything can happen. Absolutely. He's a true freshman. Um, seem like he was a guy I noticed in some of those locker room videos, always seemed super happy. His mom's super supportive on Twitter. He doesn't he knew that like Missouri is going oh, yeah. after portal running backs. 
And, and this is also part of the deal. Like when you're at Alabama and they recruit you, you know, they're going to recruit a guy just as good to come take your job next year. And then another guy after that, that is what elite programs do. And Missouri's not there, but that's what they want to be. Like, you can't just say, well, we got a running back. We're good. No, you have three more because one of them's going to get hurt. One of them's going to be a bust. One of them's going to transfer. And you still got a guy. Um, now, look, Tavoris Jones, let's be honest, man. He's been here two years. He has seven carries. He fell behind Roberts last year. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I would put that far more likely than I would Jamal Roberts transfer. On top of that, um, Roberts knew that they had two senior backs that were going to be ahead of him this year. He also knew that they were in their final years. So if I'm Roberts and I see that, I would have, okay, I like Missouri. It's close to home. You got these two backs. I can learn from them. Um, and think how much he probably learned from Cody Schrader this year. I can learn from them, be on a winning team, and then they're both going to leave. At the very least, he's going to be in contention for RB2. I mean, I think he is RB2 right now, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. Yeah. I think he will. I can't see him leaving. Um, somebody brought up a good point and I'm trying to find it now. I, I can't find it, but, uh, somebody asked where the Juco offensive tackle fits in. Like, honestly, the portal has been so wild. I forgot mm -hmm. Missouri got a commitment from that kid. So, Hey, if Caden Green goes somewhere else, maybe that kid slides into left tackle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like you, uh, you, you tell me stuff about like visits and, and portal stuff and then i'm also trying to write stuff because guys remember the cotton bowl is in two weeks if anybody cares about it so i'm trying to juggle both so yeah i i forgot about that already so yeah. uh, i mean that's where we're at i i truly forgot that two weeks ago they got a, a big time commitment from an offensive tackle so um i mean it is uh every day guys is just like you wake up and it it goes it, the stuff about this portal I mean, it changes, and, and it's starting to happen with high school recruiting, too. It changes literally in an hour. Again, I, I posted on our board last night. A South Carolina source told me last night South Carolina was out on Kyle Kennard, the defensive end from Georgia Tech. At noon today, the very same source told me, no, they're back in, and I think they might get it. I mean, I mean that's what happens in this stuff. Um, I did check uh, with the Missouri source uh, shortly before, before this show started. They are still expecting Kyle Kennard to visit. So to their knowledge, he has not committed to South Carolina and shut things down. So that's where we're at right now. Um, but again, that might not be true. By the time I sit down to write the chamber in 12 hours, this this all might be different. Um, look at 4 o'clock today. I thought Kawan Lacey was going to Ole Miss. And then at 6 o'clock, he was coming to Missouri. I got that. I got that future cast in under the wire, though. So I helped the percentage. So that's that's the important part. Boy, y'all been cracking me up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, T Rise, uh, T Rise throwing in some money for me to get a haircut. It's it's not that I can't afford a haircut. It's that there's not that much up there to cut. There's only so much you can do with this, man. Uh, but I appreciate it. Um, I don't know, man. Is there anything, anything we haven't hit? Um, oh, we're talking about uh, Cam Teague texted me earlier this week, said he thinks Ohio State going to look like Ohio State in this bowl game, except for I quarterback. Would. We don't know who playing quarterback. But. Yeah, okay. So that's the other article I had for you guys coming out on, on Saturday. Not so extensive yet, just specifically because we haven't talked to nobody. We haven't been to no practices right. yet. But just a quick look at, at you know, Ohio State for – Anybody living under a rock, I guess, some quick hitters. Yeah, so besides McCord, uh, Julian Fleming, and uh, Chip, Chip Trainum. Chip, tri Chip Trainum. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Yeah. Okay, so besides those three, they're going to have – it seems like they're going to have everybody. I mean, it's two weeks out. Uh, teams are preparing to practice and stuff. Marvin Harrison still hasn't opted out. Uh, neither has a, a Mecca or anybody really on defense that's, you know, you know a valuable piece. So – this isn't going to be the little toss-up that everybody thought. So when the when the line started changing, uh, I hope y'all got them. You know, you got your or got got your lines early. I guess when it first started, you know, when it was like plus seven or something crazy. When it first Here, here's the here's the the pro move out there are the guys that took Mizzou plus six point five and then go. took Ohio State plus two. You can get both of those, and you can get. You know, Missouri yeah. wins the game by a point, or Ohio State wins the game by three points. It's gonna be Merry Christmas. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's 
it's awesome. But there's still time. Um, as we just talked about, like, yeah. So T Rod says, says Harrison. I, I can't understand why Marvin Harrison would play this game. I I can't either. But um, but even if he gets hurt, he's a first round pick, right? Yeah, he's still I a mean, top ten pick. Scenario, he tears his ACL. They're still picking him. He's very much the James. He would be the Jamison Williams of this year. So yeah, yeah. But um, he 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 probably. I feel like he's there's still enough time for him to pull out for sure. But I don't know. I mean. Here, here's what I'm going to do for the Cotton Bowl because I'm going to be here watching it. I'm just I'm going to get a recording of Gus Johnson saying Maserati Marv, and I'm just I'm going to mute the game and I'm just going to play that over oh, and man, over. That's for an like awesome three and a half hours. That is an awesome. I remember when I first heard that tweet or texting my friends like, "Yo, that's I love that Maserati Marv." It's, it's a great nickname, but it is it was extremely overused. I mean, I, I, Gus said it 27 times in one game. I do appreciate Nathan donating to the Gabe Camera Fund. And I do have another camera. Um, I didn't like it. So I got to get a new one here in the off season. But, like, I don't have time, man. I just sit in front of my computer and look at transfer portal rumors all day. So I can't go shopping right now. Exactly. That's the that's our December. Yeah. Uh, Dan McCall is asking about Courtney Crutchfield. Um, he's going to announce the decision on Tuesday. He is visiting Missouri this weekend. We will have some insight on him in the chamber, but it will be Missouri or Arkansas. He will it, uh, announce it on Tuesday. We feel feel pretty good about Missouri's chances, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I feel like this is a good place to finish. Aiden White says Maserati Marv or Lambo Luther. I, I want Gus Johnson calling the Cotton Bowl now so he could call him Lamborghini Luther. Oh, <laughs> Lamborghini. Now you just, just call the show with Lambo. Just cut it short. Lambo Luther, that's the – has somebody said that before? Aiden, did you just come up with that? I don't that think so. That's a decent name. That's a decent name. I like that. You can you can you can coin him. You can steal it from Aiden. I bet Aiden would give you permission to steal it for your cotton bull cover. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I put that in, in one of the articles, and someone says, "Who's Lambo Luther?" I'm I'm not gonna have fun in the article no more. No, no so, in that case, in that case, you can just say Aiden told me to say it, man. Just blame him. Oh, apparently it's been on Twitter, so. Ah, boo. Everything's been on Twitter, man. Right, 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 right. So, uh, look, guys, it, it truly appreciated that 350 people hanging out. Uh, one of once again, thank Marcus Carroll because, like, uh, you know, a lot of guys don't, don't, wouldn't take the time and wouldn't do that with us. So, appreciate him joining us. Uh, glad you guys got to hear from him. Uh, I don't know, 12 more guys have probably hit the portal. Missouri probably has five commitments just in the 55 minutes we've been doing this show. So we're going to go back and, and check out what's going on. Um, before you log off, like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, share that. Leave leave a nice comment, a good review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to it. Uh, Dry, another day, man. I don't know what day it is, but we're working again tomorrow. I know that much. I'm looking at the day. I'm looking in the corner to see what day it is. I still don't know what day of the week it is. I just see the 14th. It is uh, Thursday. Thursday night. So. Oh, okay, football's on. All right. There we as, go. As I it. as I texted uh, as I texted a friend right before this show started, and I want it well known. I'm not a guy that proudly quotes John Rothstein often, but we sleep in May. That's what he said. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll talk to you guys next time.